beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Buenos nachos amigos and welcome to Record Breakers I'm PD Rave here with you and here with me is my our my record breakers we've got drew are my our record breakers what yes uh we've huh. got patrick <laughs> yep yep uh we've got brett hannah Doucette, rest in peace yes <laughs> uh bless her. god's bless her uh, but you know what? Waveforms can be matched in any other way whatsoever. Uh, we're here to talk about music, and the provider of the music this week is none other than Brett. Brett, you just killed some deer. We're going to talk about some music. What music are we talking about? Uh, we're we're going to go with a little bit different. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, an album named Telly Wacker by a man named Red Volkert. We're... we're well, let's we'll, we'll, we'll tell you, Wacker. Uh, <laughs> Drew, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Um, I didn't have many. Uh, the album was called Telewacker, so I assumed there would be some uh, Telecaster guitar. Upon looking up this album, there was a uh, a larger gentleman, a portly chap, uh, with a beard and a Telecaster guitar. So I figured, huh, I might be getting me some uh, twangy Telecaster goodness. Uh, other than that, not a clue what I was getting into. Not even a little bit. Uh, Telly Wacker. I barely know her. Uh, Patrick, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Pretty much the greatest album title I've ever heard. Um, Telly Wacker works on so, so many levels. Uh, if you're a guitar nerd, you, you kind of get the impression that it's going to be a guy who plays a telly. If if you're just a person, you're like, wait, is this about masturbation? Because there are many songs about that. Um, and that is all I had going in was it had a great title. And I wanted I wanted to hope it could live up to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, how would you describe this album musically? Well, uh, I mean, musically, you know, we go full twang on this. Uh, this is this is full twang to like the point of it has a song that is all about uh, the man who did some of the most twang in his twang that ever did twang um the the because of the the genre of music and the the equipment being used uh uh red volker has some clean tone that is ridiculous which you know it it's you know it's it's a tone that anyone can get uh, and he has licks that are super fast, like ridiculously fast, but he hits all of them in a way that he doesn't have any way of, uh, you know, covering up, um, you know, in- including some really impressive sweet picking. Um, he, you know, hits every single note along the way with some open, open position playing. Um, you know, it, you know, you can't cover, cover any clunks up with the gear that he's using. Um, if you get a chance to watch uh, Red Volkert play on a YouTube video, um, you will see that he don't need no tremolo arm. 
Uh, he'll just bend the neck of his Telecaster until it's to the pitch that he wants because he's a big, huge dude. There's some of that going on. Um, you know, uh, like he, a, a real life version of the thing Weird Al did in in his. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh huh. Absolutely. You know, it, he really does earn you know his place in the among the best chicken pickers and telly slingers that money can buy. Um, but you know, he he also does some really good nods to to other people such as you know the the crazy swamp licks like jerry lee jerry reed um and like you know some of the songs he because western music has a lot of swing influence he does some like django reinhardt sounding uh swing licks in there um but there are other people in this band uh of, of miscreants um there's a steel guitar player by the name of jim murphy um, he lets you know about that, but Jim Murphy played for all sorts of people. Um, and he, you know, it was, you know, a, an amazing player. Uh, he gets more time playing his instrument than red does singing. Um, which is, is kind of cool. Uh, also note, this is complete pandering to, uh, Mr. Matthew squiggles, Walton. Um, the, the, the quality of this steel guitar playing is something that has to be noted. The fact that it is not a fretted instrument um, and you can't actually see where you're playing the note at because it's covered by this big piece of steel that you're holding on to. Um, you got to play by, you know, sense of smell. And this guy hits some of the same exact notes as the other guitar is playing, which anybody who's played two guitars where one is slightly out of tune, uh, it's very dissonant. The notes were hit dead on, and that is ridiculous with some of the songs they were playing. Uh, and and also there's a there's some bass. Uh, the bass was uh, uh, at times you know pretty simple, but uh, overall there's like some really fun things going on that you wouldn't expect a straight up country album to do. But uh, you know that's that's the music. There, there's a big, huge, large man with big old sausage fingers playing guitar. Uh, it's it's that kind of music. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's impressive in just in the physical way that it is occurring. Yes. <laughs> uh, Drew, what would be the themes on this that caught your attention? Well, like the uh, the name suggests on the album, this is very much a guitar uh, album. Uh, it's a love letter to the Telecaster twang that people know and love. Um, almost to the point where I when I first listened to it. I almost expected a punchline somewhere because it was done so utterly perfectly that I thought this this was some sort of parody. You get that sound sometimes from groups that do the parody of the genre that it's like they they just lift it and do it. They try to just match notes perfectly so it sounds great. Um, and you almost got that with this at times, which was really weird. Um, not a bad thing, uh, not disparaging it, just during the first song i was like is there going to be like a joke lyric or like is this is it really just hitting that clean and that good and it was um they had a lot of country uh country twang to it um and really great uh twang as well um and it had like this blues feel to the rhythm rhythm section which i really really enjoyed um like you said there's other instruments that the pedal steel really comes through at times and the bass work is really solid throughout um it never steps on anything it's always in the background but it's always if you listen for it it's always really solid always along well um 
but that's that's kind of what it was. It was there was lyrics in there, but they never they never stated welcome. They never overshadowed what you were coming there for, which was great guitar work. Um, that's the thing is in doing research, found out this guy was the uh, a successor to uh, a Mr. Nichols for uh, Merle Haggard. If I remember reading that right, which is kind of insane if you think about it, like to to come in and be able to have the confidence in your playing so much that you replace somebody like that with Merle Haggard, like with Merle Haggard, it's just you have to have confidence in what you're doing, and this guy has confidence because he knows what he can do, and it's like Brett said, there's some really fantastic guitar work in this. It's just boggles the mind at times yeah uh patrick what would be the theme song that caught your attention this album this album has both kinds of music country and western and some blues stuff thrown in there so there's a 12 bar in there yeah yeah there's some blues in there too i got burnout on blues a long time ago and i've never been big into country and western like it just it just generally isn't a thing i seek out and yet somehow this album was made up of one or the other and i enjoyed kind of pretty much all of it uh when you make a guitar record you run the distinct danger of making steve vai's passion and warfare and just having an album of you know 48 minutes of wanking there was no wanking on this record there was just a man a guitar and a really really talented band behind him uh great great slide steel i mean steel guitar is cool i i don't under like i know how it works from a physical perspective i don't understand how people are that good at it it's such a peculiar instrument if you've ever sat in front of one um i actually really liked his voice it wasn't anything spectacular but it's it suited the music really well and uh i i think country music has reminded me specifically this kind of country, which is just old fashioned, simple, you know, country. There's no, no one's trying to be a pop star here. They're just trying to write songs that are usually fucking sad as shit. And like country is kind of the original emo music. Everything's about losing your girl, about how you miss her. And there was a genre of music uh, called blues. Yeah. Yeah. That also, but it, it is, it's, <laughs> it's, it's sad music about sad shit. Well, there's not a whole lot of blues about your dog. But yeah, yeah. Mama. Can't forget about <laughs> but, but, but it's very there's a very nostalgia like I missed what I lost or I want to go home or yeah. like there's things it, it I, has, I need the old it hits guy. all the same emotional points. See, I was but it drunk does so in a completely different way. Yep. And I went to pick her up in the rain. Yep. <laughs> in, my, in my tight fitting jeans. Yes, all all the great things that happened before. Uh, cowboys wore hats, uh, or country players were then cowboys, and then the people with country hats then turned into pop acts. Mm-hmm. When yep. when country's made in a city, it's not country anymore. But that's yeah. that's me being old old man about it and the age of twenty seven. But you know what I mean. It, it it hit a lot of really good points for me, and I was I did not think. When when I heard when I you know did the two seconds of research to be like okay what is this oh it's like a country and western and blues record um and then I ended up loving it uh yeah but before I could get to the station in my pickup truck she got run over by a damn old train uh 
Goddamn it, Petey. I know one song. It's just, yeah, I felt like referencing it. Uh, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks? Uh, obviously, it's not You Never Call Me By My Name because that's David Allen Coe. Uh, what would be some yes. of the key tracks off of this album? Well, the, like one of the kings of that kind of music, uh, there's an entire song about him uh, that, or that's, that's themed after him. Uh, Read My Telly. Uh, there, there are few mu- musicians in this world that make me smile as much as Jerry Reed. I mean, the dude called Chet Atkins' son. He sings about knocking gators in the head with a stump. He was on Scooby-Doo. Uh, he drove a truckload of beer alongside Burt Reynolds from Texarkana to Atlanta. Um, and, you know, no, had a from- passing hound named Fred. Um, you yeah. know, he's he's fucking he's a swamp man, and he made the ridiculous music where, you know, you don't know how. There's only six strings on this guitar. How are you playing? Like all like open position licks that are ridiculous, and it has almost a funky sound. Like it's. It's it's got twang, but it's twang on the offbeat. It's like it's something that is so difficult to grasp, and so few people do it well that Jerry Reed sticks out in this genre of music as like this crazy man who came from Louisiana. And Red really latched onto it. And when he's hot, he's hot. Um, uh, also, a song that like knocks me off my ass uh she loves anything that swings this is a damn near perfect song um and there aren't a whole lot of songs that i can say are a damn near perfect song uh it's catchy it has some amazing solos with both guitars uh, like bonkers the bass is walking it's not walking it ducks when it needs duck it hits when it needs to hit and it's not very long um it's also a song about screwing um, which also adds to the perfect song. Um, Home in San Antonio is this, this is the song that brought me to this uh, this man. Um, we had a DVD, like a Hal Leonard DVD of Chicken Pickin' Licks with Red Volkert that had a whole entire concert um, on, a, on a section of the disc, and we used to play it on our stage. We had TVs on the scaffolding around our stage. And I'd put that on, and you'd just see this guy playing. He was playing with the, the world's most attractive steel guitar player, Cindy Cash Dollar. Also, the only woman I've ever seen play the steel guitar. But uh, like he was playing in, at the Continental Club in, in uh, Austin, Texas, which he still does to this day. Every Saturday and Sunday, you can go see him. But uh, like you see this amazing song where they just do a classic round robin. Like everybody gets their turn. Um, you know, it's it's another catchy song and it's just over three minutes long it it doesn't overstay its welcome somehow they fit the density of all those licks and all the harmonies between the two guitars but they know to turn the faucet off after after it's you know overstaying its welcome you know it's these are there are other tracks on this album that are more technical than the last two i brought up but man there there's there's some really great songwriting um, and you know, I, I blame it on his Canadian uh, birth uh, and upbringing. He he smoked the same dope that those guys in Toronto did. Um, he just decided to sing about you know drinking beers and women that are wiping tables or used yes. to wait for him at home uh, <laughs> instead of space. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yes, uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, um, I'm going to start with You're Still On My Mind. Uh, 
to me, the twang in this uh, hits really well in the verses. The bass line, uh, that sort of little bit of a walk it's got, accompanies it well. You get into the bridge, and you never leave the twang behind, but you get that blues rhythm section to start picking up, and it creates this cool mix of it. Um, If there is... Plus, if there's any point in the album, uh, at the beginning of the album, that you can kind of pick up that this is a love letter, like like I was saying before, that like Telecaster twang that you can get, I think that you're still on my mind embodies that. Um, I'm going to mention two songs Brett already did, but for different reasons. Um, she Loves Anything That Swings. I, it's a song with swinging elements. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners know me. Um, I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. And I loved it. It was, like Brett said, it's just a fantastic song. It's, if, if there was an IGN scale, this would, this would get a 10 out of 10. Um, and then Home in San Antonio. Every good country singer needs a song about why his home is great to him and why he loves it, and why no matter how much he makes or doesn't make, the the Quake country home and loving his neighbors and all that is something that I think usually a good southern country player has. It's a standard almost for country singers, in my opinion, and this one is fantastic at it. It's It shows out a little uh, good old love for Texas, and Having friends there, having almost moved there before, having been there, and looking forward to being there again. It's a great state, and I can see why he would show so much love for it. So, uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, I really liked. Uh, I like. Con- I like like country story songs. That is what country music does better than any other genre. And this had a few sort of you know songs that had that vibe. Uh, the Girl Who Waits on Tables, when I was talking about like country being the original emo music, uh, that sort of a song is why. Um, he, is, he is heartbroken in the song, and he is serious about singing about being heartbroken. Uh, it has some great slide guitar stuff. It's sad as fuck in the best possible way, and it was great. And then Brett brought it up, and Drew brought it up, because it's basically perfect. Uh, she Loves Anything That Swings. That song, I... I couldn't even believe how much I enjoyed that. Uh, the vocals are great on it. There's a dueling guitar solo between the uh, the Tellian and the, the the Steel. And one, I don't know how you keep up with with a normal guitar with a slide guitar, but uh, somebody did, and that was really impressive. And it was just it was just a really enjoyable song. It was. It was happy for a country song, but yeah. it was it was really good, and I enjoyed it a lot. And actually, most of the rest of the album, there's a, a song in there. So it's a guitar record, so there has to be like the Shreddy song. And there's a song called Breakneck that is kind of just a fun little Shreddy song, but it doesn't like ever get obnoxious or stupid. It's just like, hey, I'm just going to take two minutes to show you what I can do. I'm going to go back to singing about, you know, singing about feelings and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Definitely, definitely. <laughs> singing about feelings. We last week we, we when the last week we talked about feelings. Now we're singing about feelings. Uh but yes. Let's go back around the horn, Drew. What would be your conclusive thoughts on the album overall? I pulled a PD and muted my mic. Um, <laughs> but this album was just great. Um, I always I get on uh, people I know that say they like country and all the country they listen to is like I was making jokes about earlier, Made in the City. Um, this guy played with Merle Haggard. If you don't, if you need a resume, let me tell you. Um, so there's a special place in my heart for people who can do the twang well and do it justice and not be overbearing with it. Um, and usually you get that out of bluegrass. You don't get it out of this style. Not to mention the mixing of blues in with it is just fantastic. I like people who can take multiple genres and bend them on their ear um, and sort of still use that uh, to great effect, but then change it just enough or add something to it or just elevate it in some way that it just makes it something more than it is. Um, So if I could... If I could give that sort of mentality the highest praise I could um, when I was thinking of how he's doing that and bending two genres and making them weave and work together, the only other name I came up with that would do it as good as he, he does it in music is Joss Whedon in television. Like, if that tells you how much I love this record, I don't know what else does. Yeah. Red Volker at the Joss Whedon of Telecaster players. <laughs> Joss Whedon. The Red Volkert of TV. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think Red Volkert would probably be older. Yes. Although, I'll yes. I'll do that research. I'll pull a Scott Johnson while somebody else is talking. All right. Uh Pat, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album overall? I really like this way more than I thought I was going to. I never thought I was gonna hate it, but I figured it'd be an album I listened to, and it was all right, and I would have you know very lukewarm thoughts. But it was was really good um the next time i'm in austin i am gonna go try to go see this guy i am i am officially in and i'm probably actually gonna try to listen to some of his other records it's just it's a nice diversion from the music i normally listen to and i think every once in a while you need one of those mm-hmm. uh and brett what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album if you don't find something endearing about this album you have no soul and <laughs> you're wrong. I don't know. It, it leave, I mean, you got to leave your prejudices uh, uh, of the genre at the door when you listen to stuff like this, because th- this, this, this ain't Garth Brooks. This is, this is somebody who's doing a type of music that hasn't been played in popular music since the seventies. And even then it got kind of Conway Twittied, but, um, and although I'd love me some bad Conway Twitty, this is this ain't it. Um, this is this is country gentleman type shit that I absolutely love. It's almost it, it's it's almost a subgenre of jazz. It's it's like it's beautiful music, and if you've never tasted this beautiful music, uh, you know, 
butter you up some biscuits. Yeah, this is this yeah. is good. Um, Back to the halcyon days of uh, guys like Dale McBride. That's right. But Dale McBride doesn't play in the house band at the Continental Club or with Hay Bale exclamation point. But he does have a fantastic mustache. <laughs> That's right. Red does have has no mustache, uh, though he has a beard. Yes, yes, he does. Uh, but yeah, that 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 is Red Volkert, uh, the Tellywhacker himself. Uh, those were our thoughts, and now we get to uh, what I like to call the main event of the evening. We have our haiku reviews. Uh, we sum it all up in in fun little poems, uh, just because we can, and nobody's gonna stop us. Uh, I'm going to flip it around a little bit. I'm going to start with Patrick. Pat, what is your haiku? Best album title, and it actually fits. Quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I'll throw mine in at second. Uh, some good old-fashioned plucking, strumming, and twanging. Let's tallywhack it. Let's tallywhack it. <laughs> yeah, we can tally whack it too. That's that syllables work, you know. Yes. Watch your boat, Petey. Yes. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Had to use a wacky joke. God damn. <laughs> um, I just hey, I wanted to give a Cleo shout out, even though I know she don't. Even though I figure she doesn't listen to this dumb show. <laughs> oh no, I can almost guarantee she doesn't. And if she does, I'm sorry, Cleo. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. I apologize. She's never going to hear my apology. Um. All right. Gotta love the twang. Guitar working overtime. Never had a miss. Mm-hmm. And Brett, last but not least. A sizable man with big old sausage fingers makes sweet, sweet music. Mm-hmm. Side note. Uh, just before we go into the outro, I would like to note he was born in 1958, Joss Whedon 1964. Joss yep. Whedon is the Red Volkert of television. Yes, That's right. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, Confirming. Not by a whole lot, but yes, sir. No, not by as much as I thought. Uh, yes. by, by mileage, I'd say Red's got him by a bit. Yes, oh, yes. You toured with Merle Haggard. Yeah. Yes. Merle he, Haggard. He is a Haggard. Those are man. not highway miles. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> Those are stop and go miles. Yes. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, but yeah, that brings us, you know, those are our thoughts. That's what we thought about Tellywhacker. Uh, go out and check it out on our Spotify playlist. Uh, you can check out all of our albums on our Spotify playlist. Go back throughout the history. Oh, almost all of them. Like there's some gaps just cause you know, not everyone likes Spotify. It's understandable. Uh, but on our theoretically on our Spotify playlist will be next week's album. And next week's album is brought to you by Drew. Drew, what do you got for us next week? Well, you might know him as part of the hip-hop group Goody Mob. You might know him as part of the duo with Danger Mouse of Gnarls Barkley. But I happen to like his solo stuff a little bit. Uh, we're going to do CeeLo Green's The Lady Killer. Mm-hmm. CeeLo Green. Uh, that is going to make for a very fascinating discussion next week. So look forward to that. Well, actually, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to get to see that episode next week uh, because due to the unforeseen circumstances of audition not recording the audio for the episode, 
and OBS either not recording the episode or me forgetting to hit start recording on OBS. Uh, it's nowhere to be found. Got lost in the ether. It's as if it never happened. Uh, which is unfortunate because it was a really fun discussion. Uh, really fun comments from uh, Brett. Uh, some scathing comments from uh, Patrick. Uh, and uh, Brett reusing his uh, uh, sizable man, a sizable man with big old sausage fingers. Uh, play sweet, sweet music. Haiku for CeeLo Green. Which, and, which was fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, that episode is in the ether. That episode is in the in the shadow realm. It's in the void. It doesn't exist. Um, <coughs> we will have an episode next week, of course, because we're always doing this thing because we want to and we can't stop. Uh, next week, we will have a guest. We will have Bryce Castillo, and he will bring us singer-songwriter Rin Weaver and her album, The Fool. So don't be a fool. Come see us next week. Uh, but yeah, that's next week. This is this week. Now let's join the episode already in progress and my hack-ass uh, outro stuff. Take it away, Petey. Uh, but that's it for us. Until next week, we are the peoples you can find us all over the internet uh patrick is at the swagger brett is at hibbity bibbert h-i-b-b-i-t-y-b-i-b-b-r-d drew is at x super x i'm at pd rave the show's at four record breakers that's the number four record breakers record breakers podcast.com record breakers podcast at gmail.com itunes stitcher all over the place like subscribe tape your fingers uh, to borrow a phrase from uh, those that are giving you sundry, shall like subscribe. Uh, until next time. Hasta los huevos. Most, most fairly certain I didn't miss anything. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>